Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's another opportunity for the team to realize the value of work on special teams. And the, the kicking scrimmage, again, is, is going to go a long way once you hit that into solidifying the importance of the special teams. On today's Coaching Coordinator podcast, The Season, I go into the archives to bring back an episode from five years ago to talk about practicing special teams, specifically running a whole scrimmage around third down offense and defense, punting, and the kicking game. This is a rarely used practice format designed to show the importance of special teams and to practice specific situations the team may see in-game. I talk about how I first heard of the idea of a kicking scrimmage from the late Wally Hood. Since then, I have implemented this format at the high school and college levels. Whether you do the full-blown format, which I describe, or pare it down to something smaller, it will have a ton of value in preparing your special teams for week one. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like video pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one-week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512-814-6158 or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code COACH24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 First Down Playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. Here's another idea from my notebooks, and I have stacks of these accumulated over the years from studying all kinds of different DVDs and books and being at clinics. And one of the great ideas I picked up years ago was from the late Wally Hood, who's a small college coach around the country, a few different places. And he had this idea that he called the kicking scrimmage. And I thought this was brilliant. And so this is something that actually evolved for me over time. 
but something that I th- think is very valuable at this time of year as you're installing your special teams and you really want to work the operations of getting guys on and off the field. I know a lot of times we work our special teams in certain segments. Uh, the problem with that, what we don't get practice at, is that when we're just working one five-minute period or one ten-minute period with, let's say, punt, our guys don't get used to being in the flow of the game, having to get ready, whether it's, let's say, a third down, it's a time where you're going to be punting, and then going on to the field and making sure we have all 11 guys on the field, they know what they're doing. So the kicking scrimmage is a great answer to that and a great solution to how do you work your special teams in live situations as well as, again, looking at this time of the year, it's it's evaluation, finding the players that you want to be on the field on game day. And a few weeks ago, I talked with Adam Harvey, who's an assistant at Steele High School and runs their special teams. And, and we talked about finding the right players for special teams and how maybe it's not that starter, that there can be a kid who's empowered to go out and do a job. And I think this is what this embraces, that idea that we know who our best players are, but maybe we can find some guys in a situation like this where we're working our special teams in a live game situation or at least a simulated game situation and getting those guys to run down the field, do the things they're supposed to do and really embrace the opportunity. So first of all, I'll go through the setup of how we do this, how we've tweaked this over time, and some suggestions for how you can make this work. So I've used a number of different scenarios Presented to me by Wally Hood at that clinic, listening to him, it was pretty simple. It was you run one play from scrimmage, and then you execute part of the kicking game. You, you have to execute the kicking game after that one play from scrimmage. So the whole thing starts with a kickoff. You'll put a kickoff team out on the field, a kick return out on the field. They're going to move the ball the best they can on that kick return, wherever it's spotted. The offense has one play against the defense, and then part of the kicking game must be executed. So if you're fortunate enough to score on that, the next play would then be an extra point. If you were to get into field goal range, it would obviously be a field goal or potentially a fake. Otherwise, it would be a punt or potentially a fake punt. So I think it's a good opportunity, too, to start to work your fakes into this, all those kinds of things that you've installed over the course of camp. Now is the time to work those. So what we would do first would be to choose teams, and we really wanted our kids to be excited about this opportunity. It was something that was kind of new and different. For us, It was we did it at a time after our first full week in pads. At the time, we didn't have a scrimmage till the following week, so we would use this on a Saturday before we would go into it. But really, it could be done at any time during camp. I would suggest doing it maybe in the afternoon or if you wanted to get your fans out, your boosters out, show them a preview of the team, have them be a part of a unique opportunity. Maybe you save that for the evening and do it under the lights and in your stadium and really get that game feel going for it. So first part for us all, it was always choosing the team. So depending on your situation, you can choose your teams or you can select captains and allow them to choose the teams. I did like the players selecting the teams because it gave them ownership in this process. And the idea was this: we didn't want this to just to be another practice directed by coaches. We wanted this something that the players were going to be excited about. So it gets them thinking about who the best special teams players are. And it's funny, sometimes those kids see things differently than we do. So the draft is always interesting. This whole process then helps emphasize the importance of special teams in their minds. So kickers, punters, 
and long snappers are, are usually the guys who are drafted early. And when you get the whole team involved in the draft, it's good to see the the specialist valued by their teammates. So we would we would do this publicly. This would be at the end of a practice or between our two-a-day sessions where we would have this draft and we would take the time to, to select those captains and then they would pick the players on their team. And that always adds some excitement too, again, to highlight those guys. Sometimes they are the unsung heroes, but they're so important to the team. And when they're drafted first in this process by their teammates, you start to see that. After the teams are selected, then the players need to be put onto units. And this is where I still would like to give the players some ownership, but we would give them guidance with our coaches. So if, for example, we had a coach assigned to the punt team unit, he would work with each side and help them put together the punt team. And, and it would go forward with the kickoff team, kick return team, etc. I usually would have a different coach in charge of each of those special teams. So each one would work with them to get them to put together their units And we would do the same then with the offense and defense, ensuring that all the players had an opportunity to perform in the scrimmage. So you will have an offense and defense out on the field as well. I think the next important phase for this is after you've selected the teams, whether again, that's the the players, the coaches, I would recommend the players, you want to prepare for the kicking scrimmage. So you might want this to be maybe a few days out after you did the draft and you have the opportunity for these guys to work together on their units a little bit. Maybe that happens for you during the course of practice when you're working these things. And again, the idea is this is evaluation. So while this may not be that initial team you put out there for punt, you have two different punt teams working and the opportunity for for guys to prepare themselves and, and get ready for the scrimmage as well as compete for a role on special teams. So it's another opportunity for the team to realize the value of work on special teams. And the the kicking scrimmage, again, is going to go a long way once you hit that into solidifying the importance of the special teams. Because this is something unique and an opportunity to compete and win a spot on the unit, the players usually now will pay attention to those units that they're on and their assignments even more. So I think they know there's a test coming up at the end of the week. This isn't just we're, okay, we've decided you're on the punt team, that we're actually going to evaluate that. Were we right in making that decision that, let's say, you are the number one gunner on the punt or the number one outside safety on a kickoff? So a lot of things are going into this. You have them. Again, I think the best thing is, is place it not the day after the draft, but several days away, have the opportunity to work all those units in practice, I would allow them to have walkthroughs and make sure that they're going through with their different coaches. And this could be maybe in their downtime or in different points during practice that they have walkthrough sessions with their teams to go through their assignments and make sure they have and are prepared for their opportunity to compete. As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time with a local fundraising coach who works with your team every step of the way 
to customize the ideal fundraiser with options for online donations, digital discount cards, premium product sales, and even spirit shops. Vertical Rays has top-of-the-line solutions for every fundraising style. To find out more, visit verticalrays.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. I mentioned before, making it fun, publicizing it. I always like this to be on a Saturday for us, the second practice. It would replace the second practice. We would have our boosters come out and prepare I think we did like a little cookout afterwards and, and we'd get parents there because it was on a Saturday. And a lot of times I discovered after the first year, they really didn't understand what the heck we were doing and why we were punting after first down. So what we did afterwards was put together actually a, a roster on one side of the teams. And then on the other side, we put together the format of the scrimmage and we just hand that out so, so parents understand what's happening. Sometimes their sons weren't so good in communicating how that was going to work. And, and of course, we always like to invite our local media out there, too. And we did get them to come, at least one reporter. I think it was a good opportunity for us to highlight some of the things we're doing. And again, it's unique. Not a lot of people do this, so to have a kicking scrimmage is, is pretty unique, and your local paper will probably want to cover that. Another important aspect of this would be to look at the opportunity to get the officials out and make sure you have a chain gang, somebody working that. For us, this was full game operations, so we had the, the headsets on, we were doing everything we were supposed to do, even though we had our teams going off from the same sideline. We, we didn't separate them in that way, though you certainly can do that. The officials, make sure you explain it to them what's going on. They like this opportunity because they can work the mechanics of all the different special teams, which are obviously different than scrimmage plays, and especially if there's a, a crew that has a new member or they're a group that's come together and working for the first time. So they do like to get out and work their mechanics, and it's good practice for them. So I would suggest making sure you try to get a crew out to officiate that. I've always been interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more effective, so I'm excited to continue sharing modern football technology with you here on the podcast. This innovative system leverages tendencies to improve self-scouting, game planning, and in-game decision-making at the speed of the game. Modern football stands out because it's a battle-tested platform used by teams at all levels, like four-time national champion Bishop Gorman, the five-time California state champion Folsom Bulldogs, six-time Texas state champion Lake Travis, Cal football, and the CFL's Grey Cup champions, the Montreal Alouettes. So book a demo today to see why these teams trust modern football technology. Visit www.teammofo.com demo and mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code CC10 to receive 10% off your first year. Like I said, initially the format that I learned was one play and then execute part of the kicking game. But as I evolved this, what we wanted to look at doing was working our third down packages in here as well. So we would put together a list of those situations, the number we wanted of those situations, and break it down basically into a certain number of reps for each of those, and then coming up with an order that would serve for both the first half and the second half of the kicking scrimmage. And we did want to divide this into two halves. I'll explain what we did with the halftime afterwards so 
basically, I liked it in the situations, and, and you don't have to do this, but I, I liked working the third down. So we went third and one, we would do two of those. Third and two, we would do two. Third and three, we would do four. Third and four, we would do four. Third and five, we would do two. Third and six, we would do six of those. Third and seven, we would do four. Third and eight, we would do four. Third and 12, we would do two. And third and 15, we would do two. And we would mix the order up, something we'll share in the show notes. And then we would get all of those worked over the course of the scrimmage. So you'll see the the order and the number we did with each. I show a half right there and what we would do with the scrimmage situation. So each team is attempting to move the ball down the field with one offensive play. So sometimes, even though it's, it's a third and one, the thought would be when you were just doing one play would be to kind of what we saw, in, and I will let my coaches call us, the first time we did it was everybody was just trying to get that big play, and it ended up being a lot of low percentage throws down the field, those types of things, and certainly the defense was looking for it. So now when we put the emphasis on that third down, it's okay that we might have to punt. And, and we want our guys to realize that that punt is truthfully the, the, the biggest or most explosive offensive play in terms of changing field position. So it's okay to punt. And, and the emphasis we have is we want every series to end with a kick. And that's true on game day. So we don't want them to see punt as a, a bad thing. Now we did one year kind of add an additional play to this so it would give them an opportunity and this this added a little fun I think this would depend on how much work you want to get for your offense but but for those reps in which they did convert the third down we gave them one bonus play to pick up additional yards so that's something you can add into it as well we did that in certain seasons again it would just depend on how much work we really wanted to get for our offense and defense my recommendation is to never go more than two plays in this because then it takes the emphasis off of the kicking game, but it gives you the opportunity with that additional play to affect field position a little bit more. So fourth down, essentially, if, if they didn't pick up that first or immediately after that first, it does become fourth down and they need to attempt something in the kicking game. What we would do as we hit the the 35, which typically for us, that was the area in which we were going to go for it on fourth down. In those situations, we would just know the range of our kicker and we would move him to the top of the range to let him attempt a longer field goal. So once you get into that range, you can do that. We felt it was good. We obviously didn't want to put our field goal team on the field in a place we knew they had no chance of being successful. So moving it up into their range, I think, is, is something you'd want to do. We go through our reps for the first half. Now, we did want to work a halftime, and this is something where we will work some procedures in. So most of our guys who had played before would understand what our halftime procedures are, but every year we have those sophomores who had not been with us, and we want them to understand exactly what we do at halftime. So we would actually go into the locker room. We would meet with our positions. We all had a designated area. We had a designated procedure. So the procedure for us was we come in, The head coach, if he wanted to address the team, would do it immediately and have one minute to do that. Immediately after that, they would break up and go to their position coaches and give their position coaches 
all the input they had about what was happening in that first half. Now, we weren't doing this full-blown. We would just go through the procedures. So we didn't take a 20-minute halftime. We'd go in, we'd install the procedures, essentially, and then we would leave. After the position meetings, our coaches would then meet in whatever designated area at home. It was in the coach's office. At that time, then, the players understand they have about five or six minutes to use the bathroom, to get water, to see the trainer, whatever they might need to do in there before we reconvene. And then we would go back and meet with them position-wise one more time to give them adjustments. And then as a whole group, offense, defense, and then the head coach would have the opportunity to address them. So we would install that procedure for the first time with our kicking scrimmage and then go out for the second half and essentially start it over again with a kickoff and go through our third down situations as the one rep for the offense. Again, you might want to add that bonus rep. The other thing we wanted to emphasize and make sure we had one opportunity for each team to execute was the fair catch for a free kick, which I mentioned in an episode previously. We think it's an important thing. We want our guys to to know what to do in those situations, to have had the opportunity to work it, and we felt the kicking scrimmage was a good part. Even if we had to move the ball to make that opportunity for them. We wanted everybody to understand the mechanics of how it works. I would suggest taking a look at in this kicking scrimmage. Also, if you're kicking out of your end zone, teaching them or at least going through the procedures of taking a safety. It happens from time to time, though you might want to do that in a simulated situation and not let it have have an effect on the score of the game. Ultimately, though, this whole thing is being filmed and our players understand that they are being evaluated on their technique as well as their assignment. And like I said at the beginning, this really empowers them to see their opportunity to know that we're not just placing guys out there, that we're going to evaluate, you're going to have a chance. And I think if you prepare for this scrimmage the right way, you're going to get some great results from it. Thank you again for listening to our in-season episodes, which are designed to be shorter, to fit your busy schedule, and to be timely with the ideas that are delivered by our guests. Be sure to go to coachingcoordinator.com for the entire catalog throughout the season and sign up for our weekly tip sheet, which shares the best ideas from the previous week.